No, man, this is great because uh, obviously, let's just start here. We're talking about uh, homecoming against Ole Miss. Um, before we get into anything else, um, you just recently, a couple minutes ago, posted some attendance figures. Um, Missouri right now ranking 12th in the SEC, and it looks like just uh, below 53,000, 52,400 a game so far. Um, a lot of rumors that there was only 500 tickets available for this game. Could we see our first 60,000 attendance this Saturday in Columbia? Could it happen? Oh, it could happen. It should happen. It's a high of 61, nothing but sun for homecoming. If we cannot fill the stadium for this in what is a... I mean, look, the, the attendance has dropped over 9,000 since when I played. It used to be 71,000. Howard Richards was posting on, um, on in my Facebook group about how it used to be 75,000 when he played. Look, attendance is dropping, and Mizzou has tried their best to make a better game day experience. This was a, a substantial addition, some, somewhere in the, whatever it was, $7,500 million uh, addition, and they took a bunch of seats away and made the seats that they had in the south end zone much nicer. And if we still can't fill the stadium up, I mean, look, we're, we're in the wrong conference. One of the things that I said in my little rant here on uh, Twitter was that we have an SEC product on the field. We do not have an SEC product in the stands. And it's maybe more magnified. Do you think that's the case? Because you look at the stadiums in the SEC, and TJ, I've been to them all. I spent all last fall going to every stadium. I've, I've seen them all. I've been to a game at every place, and I've seen how Missouri you know, compares. Um, do you think it's magnified by being in this conference? Because I think College football attendance is down across the board. There's been studies about it. We see what uh, you know live attendance is up against, especially in Missouri. Uh, we're over in St. Louis. You guys are you know winning World Series and Stanley Cups and uh, things like that. Here in Kansas City, we're just trying to get Mahomes to a Super Bowl. But you, Missouri has a, there's a lot of entertainment uh, dollar. There's a lot of competition for that entertainment dollar. But college football attendance is down across the board. But in the SEC, maybe doesn't see that drop off quite as much. Um, is it magnified because of being in this conference? Is it kind of hurt? The perception a little bit when you're, uh, you know, trying to stand pat with the, at least the South Carolinas and Mississippi states of the world. Oh, absolutely. I mean, good, good grief. Go down the list there. You look, you can I try to add context as best I could to that rant. It was like a 17, uh, 17 page tweet thread. And so I tried to add as best context as I could. And part of that was to give the fact that Missouri is sitting in a place where they're within two hours driving distance of two of the top 31 uh, major cities in America, so far as media markets go. Uh, St. Louis is 21, and uh, Kansas City is 31. And they're within two hours of each of them. By the way, Jeff City is a pretty decently populated area, and it's a half hour away from there. So the three biggest cities in, uh, in Missouri here are all within striking distance, and there is no other Power Five or Group of Five uh, school in the state, right? It's like, look, people like SLU basketball. I like SLU basketball, but SLU doesn't even offer football. So for, for college football Saturdays, you're not losing any fans there. Nobody is going to a Missouri State game over a Mizzou game. Missouri State, I mean, Dave Steckel is 
the last couple of years, if you go look at the stuff, he has he has been outspoken about their lack of attendance down there. They legitimately will not have, you know, they'll be in the they'll, they'll be under ten thousand for a game. They'll be at you know seven eight thousand for games down there. So that's something they're fighting too. It's it's it is not uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Okay, you you go through the population of the states, and I get it. Look, Texas has like 28.7 million people in it. You're going to have a lot of people to draw from in Texas. But they also have Baylor, TCU, Texas, Texas Tech, SMU. I mean, you go down the list, they got a million schools too. So that's that's fairly spread out. Florida has 21 million people. They've got Florida State, Miami, UCF. People people don't give credit to UCF. They, they have like 50,000 students. It's like the second biggest school in the country. You know, USF's there too. Georgia, while they're at 10.5 million people in the state, they're splitting their fan base with Georgia Tech, sort of. That's, a, that's at least another Power 5 school. And then you get in sort of the Missouri range, where Tennessee uh, is 6.7 million people. But they have to share, mildly, share is kind of in quotations here because they don't share many, with Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt's in Nashville, and right, most people that live in Nashville are still UT fans. But bottom line is, that's where you set. So Missouri is number six so far as state population, and they are number, what did I just say, 13 to 12? 12, 12. In, yeah, in attendance. Well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You have 6 million people. Think about this for a second. This, this should really make you guys mad. It made me mad the further I, I dove into this. Missouri has 6.12 million people in the state. You have three, two major cities and a third, your state capital, Jeff City, all within two hours. You don't have any competing schools, and you're averaging 52,000 people per game so far. Arkansas, who is the worst team in the SEC, absolute garbage, and uh, I may have whiffed on their new head coach here, they have 3 million people, 3.01 million people. Arkansas is averaging 5,000 more people per game. Think about that for a second. They have... Half the people in the state that you do and are averaging 10% more fans than you are with a team that is absolute garbage. Arkansas in their last 25 games has won six of them. Missouri has won 18. You won three times as many games as Arkansas has. You have twice as many people in the state, and they are averaging 10% more people per home game. I mean, that is, that is the most damning possible statistic that you can throw at Missouri fans. TJ, I completely agree with you. I'm on board and I've, you know, been looking at these numbers too, and I'm just completely on board. I agree with pretty much 95% of things you say. And then the criticisms of, of fans and, and I guess playing devil's advocate here though, a lot of these States, Arkansas is one of them. Uh, Alabama is one of them. Uh, Nebraska is one of them who we don't really talk about. They're not in the sec, but uh, still selling out there. There's, there, there's not, there's, no, yeah, Missouri may not have a, another uh, school to compete with, but those schools don't have anything to compete with pro sports wise. That's that's got to be a factor here when you've sporting Kansas City, the Royals, the Chiefs, the you know over there you're going to get a, a soccer team in St. Louis. Uh, Cardinals are making a run. Stanley Cup champions in the Blues. Th- that that's a lot of that's a lot of entertainment dollars that, that's got to find their way somewhere and somewhere along the way. TJ and I can't pinpoint where it was. A lot of people and I grew up. I mean I. Everybody around me, Mizzou fans, all my friends, Mizzou fans, were driving to St. Louis to watch, uh, you know, you guys play in 09, 010 in, in the Dome. It's like all those guys, except me, because I'm not going anywhere. I don't have a life. 
they all dropped <laughs> off somewhere. Like they they all it all they all kind of started doing other things. They're they're hunting this weekend. Someone's getting married, which I can't stand uh, in the, in the fall anyway. And that's kind of what's happened in my world, and it's just kind of a small microcosm. But can you really pinpoint kind of maybe what's happened here? Uh, so uh, a couple parts to that, I suppose. Uh, the first part there, the fact that Missouri has pro sports teams. Yeah, so does Tennessee, and so does Georgia, and so does Florida, and so does Texas. And Tennessee right now, Tennessee, the same group that right now under Jeremy Pruitt two weeks ago, he said, we suck so bad every job right now is open. Every single one. If there's a job to be had right now, it is open to you if you can earn it this week, and they switch quarterbacks. Okay, that's where Tennessee is. Tennessee, of course, over the last 25 games, is the second worst in the SEC in front of only Arkansas. They are 7-18. and 18. Missouri has beaten them in back-to-back years 50-17. to 17. Missouri has absolutely owned Tennessee. Tennessee, as you know, has the Titans. They have the Predators. They have the Memphis Grizzlies. Tennessee's got some teams, dude. And they're getting an MLS team, just like St. Louis is. And this cred- they're 1-4. So far this year, they're averaging 89,000 fans. That's a whole lot to compete with, and people are still showing up. And they're sharing with a very similar population, 6.7 million in Tennessee compared to 6.1 in Missouri. And they're sharing with Vanderbilt. So you throw all that stuff in and you say, okay, here's the fact. Tennessee just has better football fans. That's the truth of it all. Tennessee has way better football fans than Missouri. You go on to Texas A&M, Texas A&M, they're fine. 15-10 and 10 over the last 25 games. They're okay this year. They went and got blown out by Clemson. They're just, they, you could argue that they, they've been very overrated and somewhat of a disappointment this year. And they're averaging... Darn near 99,000 people. In Texas, as you guys well know, there's there's 28 million people go around, but they have every team possible in a whole bunch of different cities around the area. Georgia's got the Atlanta Falcons to deal with. They have an MLS team down there. Like, they, look, they got the Atlanta Hawks. Georgia's got everything you could want. And with 10 million people, they're averaging nearly 93,000 people per game. And Georgia, by the way, has earned that. Georgia's really good, but Georgia's been averaging these figures for a long time. So you can go down the list here. Look, look Louisiana, is LSU's got 99,000 people per game. 99,000, okay? And do you think people might like the New Orleans Saints? It's pretty popular down there, yeah. right? The New Orleans Pelicans, not really that popular, but <laughs> people go. You have sports teams in different places. So, you know, the, the argument that, well, these pro sports teams, uh, Florida, Florida's terrible, right? Uh, Florida's actually been pretty good this year. But Florida, over the last however many years, is still up and down and whatever, and, and Mizzou has smoked them. Actually, the, the if you go look at Missouri's record against Florida since they joined the SEC, it's actually very good. Um, there's something like 5-2 and two or 5-3, and three, somewhere in there. And Florida is averaging 83,000 uh, people per game. 83,000. And that's in a capacity, my computer's moving kind of slow here, uh, that, that is in a capacity of about 89 million, somewhere in there. So, uh, 89,000, excuse me. So they're darn close to filling up. And, and the argument that, well, look, it's like part of this is that you have a much smaller capacity than all these teams. Okay, that part is true. Texas A&M and Tennessee and LSU all have a capacity of 102,000. Alabama's at 101, and then you drop down into the 90s and 80s with Georgia, Florida, Auburn, right? Uh, Missouri's sitting there at 62,000, down from 71,000, and the initial intent was to be at 65,000. 
And then nobody was showing up to the games. And attendance was going down, and they're like, All right, let's just kind of redo this. Let's just stop it at 62,000. So that's what they did. Missouri is uh, capacity right now is 62,621. That's the capacity of the stadium, which is, I think, number 10 or 11 in the, I think, it, yeah, number 11 in the SEC. Mississippi State is right about there at 61. Kentucky's at 61, and Vanderbilt's at 40. All right, so you're 11 in the SEC. And this is this is another alarming thing. You are you have the eleventh smallest stadium, however you, however you want to say that, right? And Missouri has the fourth most open seats every weekend right now. They have ten thousand open seats every weekend. Tennessee, while still bringing in eighty nine thousand people on a team that's one and four absolute garbage have thirteen thousand open seats but I already complain when you're still putting ninety thousand butts in the seats Ole Miss who's totally rebuilding has gone through some major stuff uh, over the last few years and are starting to get their feet underneath them although they just got some more sanctions they have seventeen thousand open seats and you know that Ole Miss is struggling and Arkansas has eighteen thousand open seats but Arkansas still averaging five thousand more fans per game than you are. So it's there, there are no excuses. You have the population. You have the nearby cities. The biggest alumni base for Missouri in the country is the city of St. Louis. It is right here. And nobody's doing anything about it. So you're averaging crap attendance. You have the people to do it. And you have a winning football team. All the idiots who are running around saying, it's the show-me state. you got to show me something. No, you morons. You have to start showing the Missouri football team, that there's a reason to go play for them because it's like these fans have no idea what this does to recruiting. It absolutely crushes it. The the recruits can have the greatest weekend they've ever had and then they go out to a game on Saturday and there's 41,000 people in the stands and they say, why would I come play here? No one even cares. This is a great transition to kind of my next question in in which, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, it got picked up where you said that, uh, you know, who needs enemies when you got the Missouri fan base, it's the biggest bunch of self-loathing losers that I've ever encountered. Okay. So do you think this, what you're saying, and I agree with this is that, and I think it goes back to Barry Odom. There's been a lot of talk, you know, of course when, when he's hired and it was an auspicious start and it's taken a long time. It's taken baby steps to get this program steadied. It's almost as if all of a sudden Missouri doesn't deserve Barry Odom and what he's doing for this program. It's not Barry Odom. What are you doing for us? What can you get us? You know, can you get us back on track and winning all of a sudden the on-field product is outperforming the fan support in all these other places where we're firing coaches and we've seen it over the last three years. Um, you, you think back, um, you know, Butch Jones and, and Jim McElwain, those two coaches got fired within two weeks of each other all after playing Missouri, Brett Bielema too. Those fans are still showing up. They're still supporting. They want what's best. They but 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 they're putting their dollars and their, you know, and their attendance behind it. And that's maybe where Missouri's lacking. Is is that kind of what you're saying? Oh yeah. I mean, look, the, <laughs> Odom has put a really good product on the field, in spite of the attendance figures, in spite of the fan support. You know, it's like you go look at the donations and things. They have they have actually come back up recently because you had yeah. some really big donations and such uh, of people that are stepping up trying to get things worked out here. But in reality, Barry Odom has succeeded because he's a really good football coach without 
the support of what should be a very good fan base. And look, at the, I always try to clarify that this what I'm talking about is a faction. It is the fringe Missouri fans because the diehards are the only ones keeping us afloat. That's the truth here. You got you got thirty to forty thousand diehard Missouri fans that want to travel to the away games that go down every weekend. They tailgate. It is a part of their lifestyle and culture to go be a part of what's happening down in Missouri football. Win or lose, that is who they are. That's part of their team. It is it is tribal to them. They are part of the Missouri tribe, and it's everybody else who's sitting at home saying, "Show me, show me." Show you what, bro? Why don't you try showing somebody something? Do you think that Nebraska fans are just sitting home waiting for something to show up? Nebraska has sucked since 1998, all right, or 99, whatever it is. It's been 20 years since they've been nationally relevant. Everybody kind of stopped talking about them finally because every year you say, well, are they back? And every year, no. So <laughs> that they show up, right? SEC fans show up. You have the groups that absolutely show up and as a part of who they are, and that's just not the reality for Mizzou. So I don't know what the, the answer to this is, but it's about time we had this discussion because everybody, especially former players, I know it's, a, it's like uncomfortable for people that I am the one speaking out about this and, and doing the research, but someone had to say it, and these people need to hear it, and, and someone has to push back on the idiots screaming that everybody needs to be fired as if they're not the problem. They are the problem, and the guys who are succeeding are succeeding in spite of their support. Well, let's take a look at uh, at this Saturday against uh, an Ole Miss team that sort of, uh, I don't want to say right of the ship, but with Plumlee at quarterback, it adds another dimension. They're running the ball well. They ran for, I think, 400 yards against uh, Vanderbilt. Um, you know, not a, not a huge feat. We, we don't really know what Ole Miss is yet. They've had a home loss to Cal. Um, uh, their only other SEC win was against Arkansas. So Ole Miss is coming in here. This is a great opportunity um, for Missouri on homecoming with a chance for a sellout crowd. Um, but on the field-wise, obviously, you lose Kale Garrett, huge loss, uh, All-American type season, a touchdown in three straight games defensively. Kelly Bryant's nicked up. We think we might have dodged a bullet there. When you look at this game, um, and the perception and, and what Missouri needs to be going forward. How big is this, and how do you th- see things playing out here on Saturday? Uh, as we're sitting here, Gabe DeArm and PowerMizzou.com just tweeted out. He said he is told almost all reserved tickets are gone and 60,000-plus are expected at Mizzou this weekend. There we go. Okay. We solved Welcome. the problem right here. We solved it right yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. That's there good. Go. That's good um, to hear. So far as uh, what to expect this week, and it's tough because we don't know if Kelly Bryant is super mobile. We don't know um, what the game plan is going to be, if it's going to change and largely get rid of a portion of his game that makes him successful. He's really good at throwing on the run. He's very good at escaping trouble. Uh, He's got very strong legs, so oftentimes he can escape what otherwise would be tackles. And he can move around in the pocket and reset his platform so that he can make good, smart throws, right? And so if that's gone, you, you don't know what they're going to be uh, doing so far as that. The other thing with Kale Garrett is that they're going to have to really scheme up something because the players that are going to repla- be replacing Kale Garrett, no offense to them because they may be very good players, they're just not going to be defensive, uh, SEC defensive player of the year and All-American type candidates. Those just don't come around very often. Kale was a brilliant linebacker, and that is... That is going to be missing. So the, the good news is this. Nick Bolton is really coming around. He is really coming around, and he is very, very good. So he's going to be the new signal caller out there. He's going to be the guy that takes over uh, lining up the defensive line. 
getting guys in place, and it's going to be a big challenge for him, but a welcome challenge. He's a tough kid that I think uh, Coach Odom really likes a lot. And so, Gail Garrett's going to have to be become kind of a coach in the sidelines, similar to what you saw with um, with Michael Shearer a few years ago. And I think he can have a big impact that way, largely in the film room as well, teaching guys how to see what he sees and recognize it in real time on game day. So it's going to be a big challenge. There's, there's no doubt about that. The question is, can you piece this together rather quickly. And I think they can. Ole Miss is, you know, I think last I checked, Mizzou's a 12-point favorite against Ole Miss. Um, that Ole Miss is fine, right? Defense is getting better there. Offensively, still kind of challenged. They're quite the opposite of what they were last year. And and they have winnable games sitting here on the schedule. This is not a daunting schedule. Georgia is the only team left on the schedule that I look at and say, that's going to be a really tough game, even if you play your best game. If Georgia plays their best game, I don't know if you can win. That's not true for any other game. If Missouri plays their best game against all these other teams, I think they beat Florida. I think they beat Tennessee. I think they beat Arkansas. You go on down the list here, they have it in the cards, and they have the talent to go do so. Well, it's very key, and you see um, what the possibilities are. Even with the opening loss to Wyoming, you saw what could be, and you've seen the way that the teams responded, and I think that that's really important here coming into this uh, game against Ole Miss. The last of a five-game homestand, which is kind of crazy, then Missouri's going to go on the road, but you know what? If you're going to go on the road and uh, start breaking things in that way, why not go to Vanderbilt and to Kentucky to keep this thing going? Now, the, the schedule for this team lined up, it's always been a, a positive when you look at this team, and when I was at SEC Media Days talking to people, everyone said, well, the schedule, and now we're kind of reaping some of the benefits of that. Do you see this as a when it's all said and done, a nine, maybe 10 win team that's right there. Second, maybe in the sec East. Oh, certainly. I mean, look, there, there is not, there's not a question of, can they do it? Uh, it's a question of how, how to maneuver through, um, a Kale Garrett injury and a perhaps not not fully healthy Kelly Bryant. So yes, I mean, look, Kentucky's not the same team w- without Terry Wilson, their, their quarterback. I mean, half the SEC East is playing with their backup quarterback right now. We thought Kelly Bryant maybe next on the list. Turns out he's okay. So they're in there. I mean, their crossover game this year, the Arkansas, the permanent crossover. Arkansas is bad. Old Miss is not good. You know, you go up and down the thing here. Georgia. Georgia is it. Now, should people fly off the handle if, if Mizzou is not 10-2 and two or 9-3? and three? I don't know if you should fly off the handle for that. I mean, look, it's, it's still the SEC. You still have to go in and beat some teams. But bottom line is, Mizzou has talent this year. They're a good football team. Some of these other teams are not quite as good as people thought they might be. And they're all winnable games. you got to go do it. The one bummer part is, is you're playing all your home games up front, and that is tough. You are, but then you get to come back after, uh, like I said, Vanderbilt and Kentucky. That's that's a good way to cut your teeth on the road. Then you get to come back um, after Georgia, and you got uh, Florida and Tennessee back here. I like the way that plays out. And then neutral side against Arkansas. You're going to Little Rock, which is kind of bizarre. Uh, A lot of my Arkansas fan friends, yes, I said friends in quotation marks, um, you can't really see it, um, are not happy about that going to Fayetteville. But for Missouri, maybe another little advantage to this season not going to Fayetteville. You're going to Little Rock to play uh, on Thanksgiving weekend. So it uh, should be interesting the way things play out here. TJ, I cannot thank you enough for uh, coming on with us today and, and, and talking. It's been too long, man. Uh, I always appreciate it. always love interacting with you. The uh, TJ Mo fa- uh, Facebook group is one of the more entertaining things that I deal with on a day-to-day basis. It's funny because I own and operate the Patrick Mahomes fan Facebook group, which is the biggest Chiefs group on the internet. So I see 
a lot of what you see only, only maybe to a more insane extent uh, here in Kansas City, TJ. But always great catching up with you, man. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you Saturday, and let's get us a win uh, and uh, you know and some nice fan support here for the game on Saturday against Ole Miss, my friend. All right, buddy. Thanks for having me. Take care. You bet, TJ. Thanks a lot.